Welcome to What About Us, the podcast, where I, Brona Lachlan, will be introducing you to some of the people behind the What About Us musical and movement. The What About Us project aims to give a voice to a generation who are demanding change, using the international language of music and the hashtag What About Us Ripple's social media platforms. The protest musical, which premieres in Dublin next year, addresses issues such as conflict, greed, human trafficking and mental health, all wrapped up in a beautiful love story. It is being created using a collaborative process with music musicians and artists from all over the globe. The storyline is being workshopped in Dublin, Jerusalem and Palestine. The movement reaches a wider audience and addresses a broader range of societal issues including climate change, the environment, war and human rights which affect the youth of today and tomorrow. It's an ambitious project but one with a rapidly growing following. In today's episode we speak with Stephen Byrne, one of the co-founders of What About Us. Stephen has over three decades of experience building businesses and has been involved in a number of different international projects. He has a long-term interest in the pursuit of peace in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and in the evolution of Northern Ireland peace process. Today we speak with Stephen about the What About Us musical and the wider movement. Can you tell our listeners a bit about yourself? Well, I suppose um, I'm um, a long-time business guy, I suppose. Um, my passion always was from when I was a teenager was to work for myself to be able to manage my own destiny, not really have to answer to anybody. Um, so that's kind of, you know, my, my primary thing is, is being able to get up in the morning and decide what I do and how my day looks and how my week looks and my month. And uh, it's a really important part of, I suppose, my character is having that control. Maybe that makes me a control freak. I'm not sure. <laughs> but yeah, that's my background is, is, is business. Okay, brilliant. And so you're also the producer of What About Us? Well, yeah, that's it's it's uh, yeah, I suppose you could call me a producer. I, w- I wouldn't mess with that, that name on me. Um, I think there's professional producers out there. I suppose what I am at the moment, it really is, is the the business per, person putting together the team that can make the What About Us musical. And I suppose I'm looking at that from a business perspective all the time. It, it just so happens that, yeah, a lot of what I do is what a producer does, you know, um, finds the team, gets the funding, uh, drives the projects. And, and yes, that's what my background is, but I'm learning more about the music, musical industry. It's a business just like any other business. You yeah. know, you need a great product, you need a great team. Team. and if you get those two things and you get sufficient funding you've got a good you've, you've got a chance to be successful there's no certainty in anything of course yeah no definitely and so in terms of your career before what about us like what was your background there I suppose and how did that kind of how does that kind of help you with this project well look, I've been I suppose um running my own businesses since I was 25 I was a dropout of university at Trinity so stayed about 18 months but I was I suppose even then I was just you know wanted to get get out there and start doing it for myself and went to Canada for five years got a really good learning curve there I suppose uh, in business North American business really good management systems and processes and went back to university in fact there to Wilfrid Laurier and started I suppose educating myself on how to be a businessman it wasn't a traditional university education like that it was more taking courses on on um, pieces of business that really interested me and I that I knew I would need going forward things like you know finance for small business or marketing for small business or you know, involved international business marketing so 
I suppose that was my, my, my background. I came back to Ireland then uh, in the mid-80s when Ireland was in, in a mess. Yeah. And uh, I took a job um, in the insurance corporation of Ireland as a, as a project manager. I was a day in there and realized I wasn't a good fit with corporate business. <laughs> and that's no disrespect to corporate business. That was just me. Um, I wasn't a good fit. And so I planned an exit. And suppose when I was 25, I started my first business, um, which was actually providing a solution back into the insurance industry, which we called Insurance Link. And um, that went on to be a successful business. I was the big ideas guy, I suppose, but not the way we took in way better managers than me to actually figure out how to make money from it. But it was an exciting journey. And, and, and um, so from then on, I've been, you know, starting businesses. Some have worked and some have failed. And that is the risk you take when you're prepared to um, try to control your own destiny you, you, you've, and, and be a startup person. You, you will get success if you're lucky. It's hard to get. Um, there's no magic formula. And even with all the experience I have, I, I'm still, you know, making mistakes and, and have failures. But it, it makes to me for a very exciting lifestyle. You never yeah. know what's coming at you. Um, so I suppose the failures I've learned more from than the successes because that's easy. The failures you know, teach you at yourself and your capabilities and your weaknesses, and maybe your strengths. And I found people actually, if I'm chatting about what I do, people like hearing about the time your, your, your house was taken away and you lost your car all in the same week and you're, you're borrowing a fiber from petrol. <laughs> so so that's, I think people enjoy that, those sort of stories more than the others. But look, I suppose all, all of that experience and, 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 um, and, 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 and scars on your, on your back uh, make you understand that if you're, you persevere, you work hard, um, you've got a chance when you take on a, on a new challenge. So when we started What About Us, it kind of started from the perspective of, well, we were, we were very much involved in Seth and Finola with uh, work, which kind of charity work in Cameroon. We were, we were bringing volunteer groups out and, and putting water to hospitals and, and building better schools that were there, et cetera, and in, in a very you know, impoverished community. You know, these are the poorest people in the world who have nothing. And it really you know, makes you realize how lucky, how lucky you are. And um, at that point, we, we founded Ripple Zoo, um, and Ripple Zoo really, at the early days, was all about ripples. We wanted to use the platform, a website, to talk to our kids about big issues that the world face, faces today. And, and it was all about uh, encouraging people to like your, your content, uh, comment on your content, share your content, and give you a voice to people on, on the big issues. And, and that became very important to us. We've done well with our social media. We have over 60,000 followers. You know, we got about a half million views of our content a week. So we're, we are very proud of that. And as a result of doing this kind of work, um, I was introduced to a very interesting guy called Enrico Molinaro, who's uh, an Italian. And um, I, had, I was lucky enough to sit beside him for dinner one night. And, um, and he told me all about his work in Israel and Palestine. And so we chatted about about the challenges he faced in trying to get the two communities to connect, to, to communicate. But his work wasn't really at a political level. It was more at a, a practical level. Administrators coming together to, start, to solve problems like water, sanitation, energy, etc. in Israel and Palestine. And, you know, I learned early doors from, from Enrico. You, you never take sides, always be equal. 
to both sides and trying to solve their problems. And he got really interested in the Irish peace process and where we were at and how we solved problems. And he came over to Ireland. We brought him over to Ireland and introduced him to a bunch of people who, who, who knew more than I ever did about what was going on. And it was an education to me, I suppose, as well. And then next, we're at a, at a conference in Florence. He invited me over to this Behind Closed Doors conference where we had um, very senior Israeli bureaucrats and Palestinian bureaucrats and Jordanian bureaucrats at 20 in a room. It was very interesting in that Enrico would give two minutes to a person to make a point about an issue. And then there would be a response from the other side about an issue. I was fascinated by this because if you don't put a time clock on these guys, they, they will talk for hours. <laughs> so it was very interesting uh, to see him in action. And then, of course, he turned to me and, and he welcomed me and, and, and he said, Stephen, you know, we're Delighted you're here today. Could you you tell us how how you how you solved the, the Irish peace peace problem? <laughs> I was putting me on the spot. I can tell you. Um, so I waffled some some answer. I'm sure. Uh, I can't even remember what I said. But anyway, it was interesting. But from there, um, Seven Fanola went a number of times to Israel and Palestine, and and really fell in love with with the, especially Jerusalem. Um, it just uh, it resonated with both of us and the spirituality of it and the history of it and the fact that, you know, three major religions claiming as their home, Judaism, Islam and Christianity. We were fascinated by this um, and the conflicts there and the fighting over religious places. You're thinking, this is crazy. Well, what's supposed to be religion love and you have all this craziness going, going on. And uh, anyway, we kept... Uh, we kept in touch with, with Enrico and I got, I suppose, frustrated that there was no real progress with the, with the politicians. In fact, it was probably going backwards. And yet we met so many wonderful people on the ground trying to develop, you know, peace initiatives, culture initiatives between the communities. Well, you, you really realise when you go deep into a community that 99.9% of people just want a normal life, want peace. Mm. And you have this very small group of people, political leadership, you know, being used usually given huge amounts of money by big business to make really bad decisions for, for the rest of us. And in, in meeting with, you know, a bunch of, of people who really wanted to do something, we, we decided, well, music is a voice of love and it connects communities, it connects people, doesn't have any connectivity to all the, the horrors we, we see in the world. And, and everybody bought into this. So, you know, through chats and, 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 and get-togethers and perhaps a few drinks one night, <laughs> we decided, well, we're going to do something let's do something really big that can actually you know be different and we set the bar high and i don't even know how this came about we said okay if we're going to do something let's let's try to create a late miz you know this massive epic musical or a wonderful uh, choreography driven piece like river dance that's you know big big tour so we can if we can bring protest messaging into a really high quality entertainment event, then we're actually, you know, bringing our message to people in a subtle way. Very like kind of lay the origins and, and about nine of us came together as a, as, a, as a team, as a committee, as a group of people and myself um, and Fanola and Eddie and Tom and Julie and Chiefer and Shoshi and Aaron and Des and uh, really kind of I suppose the, the founders if you wish of, of what about us and, and together we started uh, working in, in, in we, had, we had our first workshop thing in UCD in, in um, January last year 
And uh, from there, we started to connect the dots in a lot of ways. Shoshi, uh, who lives in Madrid, but all her family are in are in Israel, started building relationships with local musicians and um, with composers, songwriters, orchestrators. Des and Aaron, who were leading the kind of musical charge from here in Ireland, were building the same sort of relationships. And suddenly, COVID hits us and uh, everybody's locked down all over the world. And this actually worked to our advantage because uh, suddenly the, the guys had put together, I think, maybe 50 or 60 pretty top quality professional musicians who cared about the world and wanted to contribute to the development of, of the musical. So so that was kind of a, a benefit of COVID, I suppose, in, in that people, really talented people, were bored in, a, in their bedroom. Uh, we persuaded them to come on our journey and help to create this, this protest musical. So that's what we've done. And now we've kind of evolved it where it's getting a little bit more serious now. And um, we have a story that was developed by Sheer for that we've evolved for the for the stage. It's still a long way to go as a to be a really great musical. And we're trying a lot of balls up in the air. You know, we're trying a lot of different things, different styles of music and dance and trying to link that to story and fuse cultures. And it's a bit all over the place, it's the truth, but it's going in the right direction. And we know eventually that we have to stop throwing the balls up in the air and say, right, there's our first cut product. Now we need a really top quality professional team to take these ideas, all these various styles and genres of music and the baseline story and knit that into something. It's usually exciting, lots of progress, lots of frustrations. It's a typical startup business. What do I do? I bring, I suppose, the skills of the challenges of a startup and overcoming obstacles and um, knitting a team together. And we take, you know, as, a t- as, a, as, a, as us nine fans, we, we take inspiration from each other and support from each other. Um, because what we're trying to do is, 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 is extremely challenging and it faces failure every other day. This is a good month because we're in the Irish Institute of Music and Song in Balbriggan until the end of July, you know, with a really top quality team in there, um, working with Jamie Campbell and the Irish Youth Musical Theatre Group and other composers and orchestrators. So we've got a really good chance, but it's a short window, three weeks. We've got three weeks to create something that has the potential to attract funding because if we don't attract, you know, proper funding for this, you know, we will fail. It's the truth. Or maybe just plan B or plan C. But we're not thinking about that at the moment. We're just really focused on trying to get really high quality content created by the end of July. And hopefully we have enough then that, you know, investors may say, oh, wow, I can see you've got a really good product and you've got a business plan, you've got a brand and you've got all these achievements. I suppose just on what you were saying there, um, like, you know, most people kind of what they're doing to raise awareness of issues these days is, you know, they're using like the media or they're making documentaries and stuff. So why a musical? Like, how did you come up with the idea for a musical? Yeah, good good, good question. Um, well, a musical is the glue. The musical is the piece in the middle. I suppose if we could just be brilliant and create an incredibly high quality musical that people all over the world want to go to see, that in itself is creating awareness of the underlying issues that the musical tries to address, whether it's modern day slavery, refugees. We're still trying to figure out what the right issues to focus on in the musical are, but other days work. So, but it, it, that's the glue. But as we go on this journey, you know, Julie, who's looking after all the marketing and, and PR, she sees this as an opportunity to build a movement. And in fairness, Julie's got 60,000 social media followers and, you know, half a million content views every week. Uh, one week we had about 13 million uh, views of a piece of, you know, 
content that went viral. So that's a parallel goal is to build a, a movement in and around creating awareness and getting people to to protest by liking or commenting on something we say or, or sharing with their community. That's a protest in itself. So linking that protest movement with the musical and one of those two things in parallel, well, if we get the musical flops and we create awareness with millions of people, that's, 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 a, that's a good result. Um, so the, the movement is key to building awareness. and they, they fuel each other. And then the third element of what we have is, is the foundation, which is our charity, um, which seeks to do good work, I suppose, in the world and help underprivileged people. And um, we're, we're, we're even building that you know, specific strand of strategy right now and make sure it fits with the overall one about us. We don't do too many things. So that's try to, part of the workshops as well about being get really, really focused on the foundation. We have trustees and, and we're all set up the structure. So we have a very good infrastructure around us. Now, as we're making this musical, there's also a documentary being made yeah. about this journey by um, Ben Cavden and Malcolm Willis, two very talented guys. Then there's another very talented writer, uh, Connor Power, writing a book about this, you know, from the outside looking in at all of us and, and, and what we're trying to do. And so with the documentary in the book, you're kind of documenting what's happening at the workshops and like what you're doing with the marketing and stuff, is it? Like the kind of journey of the musical? Well, the, the, the documentary, the filmmakers, you know, ideally they'd like to follow people, young okay. people yeah. and their journey as part of the musical from, you know, it could be coming from Belfast, like, you know, a disadvantaged area, or it could be from Gaza refugee camp mm. or from an, uh, from an Israeli kibbutz, but it's to, it's the, it's the journey of the development of the musical, perhaps looking at some of the, you know, the, what the business side is trying to achieve as well. What we've thought about is the whole infrastructure of what we're trying to do. Yeah. The musical core, getting really brilliant at that. We've got incredible collaborators putting in, I mean, literally, I'd say 50,000 volunteer hours being put into this because nobody's getting paid. We, we want to go to the next level. We've got to pay people some, some serious money. So working on small budgets, budgets at the moment. And the book that Connor's writing, um, I, I suppose he's looking at the individual journeys of us, of the people behind the project and the people on that journey. And it's again, two outcomes, success or failure. It's different, two different stories, really. And as like the main kind of person driving all of this, um, you obviously mentioned like from a, a business perspective, there's been like a lot of challenges and stuff. What are those sort of challenges? Biggest challenges is um, creating a coherent, cohesive musical story for the stage. Because yeah. we've lots of creative talent. We've lots of beautiful songs written uh, in lots of different musical styles. We've got wonderful characters we're probably trying to do cover too many things right now today in the musical. So the key is, is can we make something coherent and creative and entertaining while incorporating, you know, the kind of social, positive social messaging? Can we create this protest musical? So can we create a product, I suppose, mm. is, is the first major challenge. And that's work in progress. And, you know, some days you think, wow, this is amazing. And we're nearly there. And other days you go, I want to just, uh, I want to just, you know, run away and not have to face anything, any more, any more challenges. So products, getting the product right is key. The second major challenge is funding, of course. When we start off talking about a musical investment, I think people look at you and you think you're a bit nuts, a bit crazy. And I get that. I completely get that. This is a, you can see that as a really, really high risk, potentially high reward type of investment. So, 
what we've been doing also over the last period of time is trying to actually build a business plan that's not dependent on the musical. And when you think about it, what we've done is we've created a platform for musicians from all over the world to collaborate and, and, and create music. And we already have over 200 pieces of music written, probably 50 or 60 are good enough to go on to an album. So we are having conversations at the moment with um, record labels that are very much digital, digitally orientated about actually putting out our first What About Us World Band album, which would be, say, 12 or best tracks of a similar type genre, which would have a marketplace. challenge here is getting a, a similar genre style album out. Like you can't really fuse classical and rock in one album. So you got to be sensible about how you do that. Again, it's about product creation. So we're having those conversations. So, so as a business, we're not just about a music. We're about a, a, a platform with really strong contracts that protect us, the business, and the musicians. And a lot of the, the, the creative collaborators, you know, love the fact that they actually have a kind of a, let's put a management team around them mm. that are able to monetize their content in different ways. And that's what we're doing in, in the center of What About Us Limited. We're a platform that enables people to make money from creative content, and we do all the deal-making for them, if that makes sense. comes out of that platform. The musical comes out of that, album, that, 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 that platform. So I think we are actually creating a better business plan that'll be more appealing to the business people than just, hey, you invest in the musical. No, we're saying invest in a platform that's got a lot of different hooks to it. That's mm-hmm. got a really professional management team and a really good creative team. And we've created all these assets already. So that's that's resonating. I do think as well that the fact that we actually come from the place of wanting to contribute to the world and the work we are doing can make a difference. That makes it easier, I think, sometimes to for a business person, you know, who may have some some spare funds, you know, to invest, to consider, you know, investing what about us limited. That it's not just about getting a return of money, it's a you're getting a return from investing into our society which is something that we are very passionate about. Yeah, no, definitely. It seems like there's a lot of scope there to do various different things, like as you mentioned with the CD and even maybe doing further musicals if you wanted to, like on different issues. Well, that's absolutely part of the business plan now. Yeah. As we just see, think about it, we're a factory. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We're producing really high quality entertainment content, where it's a song or an album or a, or, or, or a musical or, or, or a video. All these assets come from really top quality creative content. Yeah. So we've already, you know, achieved all of that. We've built so many relationships over the last two years. And the reality is, is that only very few people in the creative world make a decent income. But what we're finding is, is a huge number of talented people mm. have been left behind in this, uh, in this uh, new digital world that would have made money from selling their songs in a traditional way. So we're now seeing ourselves as we're coming in and now in this new digital world and we're going to disrupt things quite a bit and we're going to control the distribution of our assets and the sales of our assets. And our approach is, is that because a lot of our, our, our own internal team, they're, they're artists and themselves, they understand the issues yeah. of try, trying to make a living from the artistic world. So we've got really top quality um, legal agreements in place that can protect the business, but also protect the artist. So it's a very balanced approach. 
Yeah, no, definitely. And it's it's good that, you know, it's like you're bringing awareness to these issues, but you're also, you know, supporting the livelihoods of artists then as well and other creatives, which is great to hear because obviously they have such a hard time with that, with making a good income and everything. You mentioned as well in your kind of challenges with investors that, you know, if you'd mentioned like the musical, you kind of get weird looks and stuff like that. And I'm just wondering, was was that similar when it came to assembling your kind of team? No, when we spoke with the um, with the artists and musicians, everybody was so keen and so enthusiastic about doing an artistic project that inside it um, was going to be built by a lot of artists coming from conflict zones like Ireland, like Israel, like Palestine. And ev- that resonated with everybody. And we we're going to challenge inside this musical adventure some big societal issues, including probably one of the biggest ones, which is way too much money being given to politicians by big business to make really bad decisions for the world. I'll say it again, that to me is wrong fundamentally. And too few people have a say in, in the world. We dress it up in democracy, but that's it's another day's work, I suppose, another different rant. <laughs> but no, we got a great response from, from the musical industry and, and, and still are. And even from the professions in the music industry, I'm talking about executives in, 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 in London and the West End who are specialists and record labels and streaming services. And people are really trying to help us connect the dots. And I suppose that comes from the fact that we are trying to can make a contribution to the world. And we got support from United Nations, UNAOC, and the Anna Foundation, the Brandt Center, Cross Border Orchestra of Ireland, Sula in Palestine, sorry, in Israel, a peace organization, Sabrina in Palestine. So we've already collected, you know, a lot of organizations and, and communities into, into our project. And that in itself is, is, I have to say, you know, something to be, proud of which we all are as a team we're all delighted yeah no definitely I mean it's great to you know be making those relationships and everything and it's it's good to hear as well that you know the music professionals can see the vision you know and they can see it as something that could be a great success as well because it's it's reaffirming then isn't it no it's it's very very interesting and and it's a good story and 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 I suppose you know very few people we've gone to have said no to us um, yeah. everybody really wants to be part of this and contribute to this and my gosh the talent available to us is incredible yeah no definitely and I mean like the project has been kind of in creation for so long and now we finally have like the workshops happening in Dublin I suppose I'm wondering like what do you hope to kind of achieve with the workshops you know it's four weeks it's not exactly a crazy amount of time yeah so the yeah, so we, well, we have uh, Shamey, who's an uh, up-and-coming West End theatre uh, director, super creative, and he's put together, he's the founder of the Irish Musical Theatre Group, which is bringing young, talented, up-and-coming musical-focused artists together. And they've been working on workshops for the last, since February to the end of May, Zoom workshops every week. They took our basic, not-great-story and started really making it better and helping us to think about the changes we need. So we have now Shamey and this week we had 24 in, in Valbrigg and we also had, you know, Des Aaron and the music guys over there bringing in different artists, songwriters. And so we're still exploring over these four weeks. And, you know, the first week, you know, part of the time I was exhilarated, part of the time I was hugely frustrated. 
you know, exhilaration when you see something actually wow, got the wow factor to it, and then the frustrations of, but can it, can we make something coherent here, or is it too still too broad? What we're hoping to do at the end of July, by the end of July, is yeah, still keep throwing the balls up in the air and and try trying and testing things, but. I think if we can evolve the story to the point where it's genuinely a really good story, we've got you know several songs that are really good, specifically created for that with voice and lyrics, and we have a musical genre nailed down, that would be a great result. Is it enough at that point in time to attract the next level of funding? I'm hope I hope so. I hope we can find some visionary, visionary investors. Yeah. <laughs> I really. That really, that really get it. And that is going to be the big challenge. How can we create enough in the next three weeks? We're already week, week one in and probably a little bit behind where I would have liked to have been, but it was a wonderful, exhilarating week as well and a lot, a lot of lessons learned. So we're sitting back here. This is Saturday, but tomorrow, today and tomorrow to figure out how we plan, especially next week, but also the, the, the following two weeks. But nonetheless, what, I, what I'm going to try to do is, is set goals and targets for everybody. Let me set them, agree them, let's push them. What I'm trying to do is say, look, this is where we, sh- here's some targets, some goals we should all aspire to. And let's try to get to that point. It'd be very easy to waste a lot of time um, enjoying ourselves creatively and trying out stuff. I think we have to be really commercially focused for the next few weeks now and, and making sure that whatever we do every day is going to result in something that's make a contribution to the to the musical creative. Um, so that's going to be the challenge by allowing people absolutely the the opportunity to, to explore different 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 routes and different journeys. That's that's the challenge. Ultimately, the goal is it has to be an incredible story, moving, passionate, dealing with societal issues in a very entertaining way. Well, that's not easy. But I do believe the talents in the room. I think they're an incredible bunch of people. All of the musicians and orchestrators and our guys, Shamey's guys. I, I, I do think that we'll have made incredible progress in, over the next three weeks. And then we can only hope it's enough for to go to the next the next stage. Yeah, I mean, like on Monday, the people who performed were absolutely incredible. And all the videos that have been up on social media of people performing have been incredible as well. So, you know, they're definitely the right people to take you there. And it's great that they're young as well. And they're the ones, you know, doing the musical since that's the whole messaging behind it. Yeah, that's so important to all of us is that is this is a um, a protest music for change. It's try it tries to it tries to um, protect future generations against a lot of the mess we've made of the world together, all of us, older folk. Uh, We've got to address that status quo and leave, try to leave behind a better world or contribute to that in in, in a way anyway. Um, But yeah, um, we're all about giving a platform to young people to voice themselves, express themselves. And, uh, you know, that's that's a passion of mine is giving younger people an an opportunity. Uh, Oh my gosh, I can can absolutely see some of these people are are, are, are grabbing that opportunity. And um, we just want their genius, their talents to flourish and for us to think, grab it uh, and, and incorporate it inside. So yeah, it's hugely exciting and 
wouldn't it be wonderful if something like this originated from from a bunch of young people? I think that's that's that would be wonderful. Yeah, that would be amazing actually. If if that was the achievement in itself, being led by a bunch of young people as well. Like in terms of the workshops, though. So right, we're for, we're going to be doing another three weeks of them, and then we see whether we're successful. Isn't that it? And then what come what comes after that point if we are successful with it? Like, is there workshops happening in other? places of conflict yeah yeah so in parallel to um the workshops in in, in i'll bring it this week show she is in she's down in israel and she's running musical workshops with really talented musicians locally and i just saw last night a mail coming through that she's organizing a workshop with you know a separate workshop with just young talented palestinians of course the challenge is is getting young talented palestinian and israelis into the same workshop not yeah. because they don't want to be, you know, playing music together, but it's the political establishment above them. Mm. It's quite dangerous for people to, from the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, to to connect. And uh, that's wrong. That's fundamentally wrong. That, you know, a basic freedom of right to have a voice is taken away from you. That's what we're trying to challenge, I suppose, mm. at a level. But it is dangerous for these people to get together. So yeah, so there are parallel workshops um, on the music side happening, which is really exciting. I saw some videos coming back and, you know, wonderful. And we also have workshops with Commons for Peace and Sula, two peace organizations in Israel and Palestine working, you know, for the community. They're running uh, workshops for the, the younger folk to get issues of young Israelis, young Palestinians on the table. What, how do they feel about our story? How do they feel about conflict? What are the issues facing them today? Because I think we can get sometimes get lost that what about us is also about the newer issues facing young people today. And social media seems to be a massive challenge for a lot of people then that it's not always positive and can attack and challenge people. And, and that's causing all sorts of societal issues that we didn't even consider when we started this. But this is what you know, younger folk were saying to us. Therein lies another challenge. How do you bring kind of this new force? How do you, how do you challenge that uh, and, and try to explore it? So, but yeah, so back to the question, yes, yeah, wonderful things happening in, in, in parallel. What does that all mean at the end of July? Um, I hope, again, that we can have a, a business plan from a business perspective, that is, is, is we've got a sufficiently created product that investors will say, or a specialist investors say in musicals or in music will say, you know, we're, we, we, we want to support this as a business. And how do you kind of envision the success of the musical? When we're, you know, looking at the end game for What About Us, I, I will say freely to any young person, just imagine it's opening night in the West End or Broadway. And you have come to this project with a dream and we've helped you fulfill that. That's what inspires me all the time. And I, I don't stop thinking about that possibility or reinforcing that idea with anybody. Because if we drop the bar and, and say, actually, it's going to be OK to have a production in you know, the local town hall, that's no success to me. So we have to keep the bar very, very high and the, and the, and the goals very, very high and the dreams very, very high and every, everything possible. So, yeah, so we do look at that possibility. I go, and absolutely, why wouldn't we? If yeah. we a great product, which we can do, of course, uh, with a bit of luck on our side, there's no reason why one of us can't tour the world, be remarkable, you know, entertainment experience and, 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 and but create awareness 
and um, I was I was sitting in on the workshop, and I think there was about thirty five young people on the on the call. And, and Shami asked them one question: He said, "Give me a word that describes how you would like someone who comes into the audience to leave the the musical after watching What About Us? What's mm. that one word you'd like them to feel?" And round the table, the words were inspired, motivated, empowered, influenced. And these are the sort of words that drive us forward is, is, is yes, big, big entertainment experience, experience, but wow, if we can actually make people a little bit more aware of, of, of some of the big issues we're facing today, we're, you know, you, it's, it's a contribution. Maybe it's a small contribution, but it's a contribution. Thanks so much for tuning into the first What About Us podcast episode. Be sure to follow us on all our social media platforms with hashtag WhatAboutUsRipples. 